Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Sun yet to come out. It's still a little dark here in New York City. We're here in lower Manhattan. We're on ESPN News this morning. Good Wednesday morning. Guys, I checked the uh, weather forecast as Key's rocking out and Jay is too. I checked the weather forecast in Milwaukee this morning. 59 degrees and showers, but it's uh, overcast and gloomy if you're a Bucks fan this Man, morning. <laughs> 59 degrees already? Right. Man, it's that time of the year. Well, did well you see, especially in Milwaukee. Though. You see, two days ago in Denver, uh, it dropped by 70 degrees <clears> in two days. We're going to talk about Von Miller and a season-ending injury in a minute. Perfect, a that's snowstorm. perfect sweater weather. <laughs> sweater weather. No. Literally, it was like up in the 80s or 90s, and it dropped 70 degrees, and they had a huge snowstorm in Denver. How about that? Right now? Right around Labor Day. Huge God. snowstorm. See, Wyoming, Montana got blitzed as 2020. well. 2020. And everybody want to know why I just, it's, it's heartbreaking to have to leave California. It just crushes me. Because the weather's just perfect all the time. Don't worry. Climate control is not a real thing. It's not a real thing. <laughs> no, it, you know. Not a real thing. How was your night, man? Pretty good. Watch both games. I really only kind of mentioned you beforehand. I really only kind of watched. What the did Laker you eat game. during the game? Stop! Stop getting back to sport right now. No, he goes right into it. What did we eat last night? I didn't the eat game? much. I was just snacking. I you was didn't just go snacking. for you didn't go for the the trip because you usually go for a little walk Taco for some Tuesday. barbecue. Well, well, I mean, with the game starting at six thirty, I wanted to kind of lock in, sit there, kind of snacking a little bit. And I told him I only really watched a Laker game because I wanted to hear from Giannis after the Bucks were eliminated. And, you know, he kind of said the right things. We'll hear from him here in a second. But, uh, look, for the second straight year, they have the best record in the NBA. And for the second straight year, they're not going to the NBA Finals. It happens, right? No, it don't. No, it, it happens to, to, to great players when you're in situations and you try to do it all by yourself and injuries happen. And that's it just it happens. What are you going to say? Beginning of the year, obviously, you think, okay, you got Milwaukee coming out of the East. Obviously, the Lakers and Clippers are what they are, and but you got Milwaukee coming out of the East. Maybe there's a Boston. Maybe there's a 76ers. But as time went on, you just felt like Milwaukee was the, the team. But then as you break it all the way down, Jay, and you start to really look at it, you start to say, okay, Giannis's game will not carry this team by himself to a championship. You just you go back to last year and you go back to the year before. It's just he needs some major help. Real quick, Jay, it's 103-94. The Bucks are done. The Heat are back in the Eastern Conference Finals, as you may have heard at the top of the program for the first time since 2014. Something doesn't smell right. With regard to? Um, actually, Key, it doesn't happen. I don't think this happens ever where a team has – the best regular season record back-to-back years. They have the back-to-back MVP. They have the defensive player of the year. They have their head coach and Coach Bud, who was an NBA head coaching finalist, and they get bounced out early again. That doesn't happen. I mean, this leads to a way bigger conversation, and I will say that Eric Spolstra has been running circles around Coach Bud this entire series. The entire series. Now, I know a lot of things factor into this. COVID, time off, coming back into the bubble, readjusting, having George Hill, Pat Connaughton miss a couple of games early. But think about this, Key. 53-12 and 12 in the regular season. 8-10 and 10 in the bubble. The game plan was to build the wall against Giannis. Everybody knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew after watching last year, here comes the wall. What's going to be the sets? What are going to be the nuances to build around it? 
And once again, I know Giannis had injuries. I know he was out. But there has to be some responsibility on the NBA coaching finalists and Coach Bud in order to make this happen, to get them out of the next round, to get them to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were not in the bubble last year, Jay, and the same thing happened, right? I mean, That's what so- I'm saying. But, but Key, it's like the same narrative two years in a row. Like, there has to be some accountability here. And I know a lot of that. I know Giannis's name will be dragged through the mud, and I get it to a degree. He'll have to live through this the entire offseason. Thank God for him. It'll be a quick turnaround. But the same narrative will follow him next regular season, right, until he has postseason success. But eventually, when you're thinking about John Horse, like, Malcolm Brogdon comes back, and it, it haunts me with this team. I'm not saying he would have been the ultimate difference maker, but I also feel like it's time for Giannis to I, I don't want to hear any more of these coaching cliches. Well, you know, Coach Bud, you know, told me I'm going to put him, whoever he has me guard, I'm going to guard. You know, like we saw LeBron James do this with Mike Brown. We saw Kevin Durant do this with Scott Brooks. It comes to a point where you have to arrive and you not only have to be the best player for your team, but you have to start telling your team and your coach, we need him on our team. We need Malcolm Brogdon to be here long term. We need Chris Middleton to play a lot of minutes. I need to play more than 35 minutes. I need to play in games over 40 minutes. We have to start preparing for the postseason, and it's going to take the next step for Giannis to do that. But that's personality, though. I agree. It's, it's, it's all one's personality. LeBron James is driven at a different level. Kevin Durant is driven at a different level. So you get guys like that that have the personality to – grab the bull by the horns, and demand certain things or else. But that's not Giannis's personality. But he, LeBron wasn't always like that now. LeBron kind of changed. But you got to remember, LeBron also was a kid coming into the NBA. Understood. And, and once you grow and you mature, you get a little older, you get more confidence. It's, that's with any of us. So I think LeBron was, I think, 26 or 27 when he won his first chip, right, in Miami. 26. I think 26, I think. Yeah, I think it was so 26. So Giannis is 25. So Giannis still coming over from yeah, overseas. But, 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 no, no, hear me. Hear, Giannis coming over from overseas. I don't think – look, when Giannis has a Twinkie in the off summer, it becomes, it becomes viral. He's never had American food. I think all these different things are – He's never All had these American different things food. are new for him, right? What does that have to do with playing basketball? No, because I, I don't think Giannis has had enough time in this culture of basketball uh-huh. where he's learning at the same rate that LeBron is. I think he's learning, too, about what it takes – to actually have a championship pedigree and demand that from your franchise. Facts check, uh, LeBron was 27 years old. 27. Yes, okay. Evan got in my ear and wanted to make sure that we got it right. Perfect, so Giannis is still two years younger than where but, LeBron was, right? But LeBron, four years into his NBA career, took a team to a championship Understood. with me's and you's playing right now. Yes. The way we are walking around right now, he took on his back to go to a championship. Because his, his mindset and the way he approached things are different. And when you're that wazy, it's, it's easier to make the transition to a great player. When you're still trying to find your way, like Giannis, trying to figure out, you know, if, if I'm the guy. But even, he, though I, even though I'm getting MVP trophies, but am I the guy? Am I, I know everybody's saying I'm the guy, but am I truly Kawhi Leonard? It's time, Key. It's time for Giannis to know that he's the guy and demand that from his franchise. But I don't want to be, but I don't want to be perceived a certain way if I'm Giannis, right? Giannis, like you said, 
He comes over. Okay, so how are you being perceived right now? Because if you, if, you, if you don't want to take the bull by the horns right now, then you leave perception out to everybody else. And the perception yeah. becomes back-to-back MVP, regular season, you know, but Richard do I Jefferson, go, Scottie Pippen, but, all these different things. You got to take command of it. If I'm Giannis, and like you said, he's trying to understand the culture of basketball in the United States opposed to overseas. I'm coming from overseas. Now I'm trying to learn all of this. All I see is how – Social media and media treat stars, athletes, when they say certain things and do certain things. I wasn't raised that way when I played basketball overseas. Do I want to take that on? I saw the way people treated Kevin Durant when he decided to leave OKC to go to Golden State. It was all hell broke loose. It was crazy. I saw how LeBron was treated when he decided to go to Miami to win a championship. If I'm Giannis, do I really want to be put into that situation like that by demanding certain things? You have no other choice. But do I? You have to. You have to run through. You have to run. I want to go through that though. You have to run through the wall. I mean, we're going to talk about it for most of the show. All I'm saying is, you take the first option. You becoming passive. You let everybody else dictate what the narrative is for you. Man, saying it's in my control. I'm going to make it my way. Giannis could call me. Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Oh, God. He and I are in Hoboken, the uh, birthplace of Frank Sinatra. We are Boom. living there at the moment. I just want to mention this. Hey, so man, don't be telling people where I live. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I just want to mention, everything. Can I just mention this so we can all get paid on Friday? Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. More at Progressive Commercial. Dot com. We'll hear from Giannis in just a moment, and we'll also go boots on the ground with Jen Latta, ESPN Radio in Milwaukee, coming up at 6.30 in the morning. Still to come, Von Miller, done for the season. Does that mean the Broncos have no hope to catch the Chiefs in the AFC West? That's on the way. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Before I start, Jay, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. We're going from A to Z. I'll get you the alphabet for your 39th birthday. Brought to you by Redbox. Now at Redbox, stream the theatrical home release of Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Yes, the original guys from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure back in 1989. If you're old enough, get premium access and visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. We'll watch Jalen Ramsey on Sunday Night Football. The Los Angeles Rams agreed to a historic key. Five years, 105 highest paid defensive back in the history of the NFL. That's a whole lot of money. (laughs) No doubt about it. 
And Saying thought, we're working to get him on the show. We're getting him on the show. Hey, we're getting that done. He is happy to be out of Duval. And speaking of Adam Duval, homered three times in a game. Listen to this, fellas. I know we don't talk a ton of baseball. It's football season. The Braves won last night over the Marlins. Ready for this? 29. To nine. What? A 20-run Victory. If we see Chiefs Texans tonight, twenty nine nine, I'm fine with it. Twenty nine nine on the diamond key. Yeah, but at that point, though, they should call a game. When you get to a certain <laughs> no mercy, you mercy yeah, rule. mercy rule at some point. But then you never know in baseball. All of a sudden, it's twenty nine nine. They come back and it's no. thirty twenty nine. No, Who knows? no. That's where you no, need the seven inning doubleheader, right? So seven innings, they only score like uh, nineteen runs. Uh, the twenty nine <laughs> runs, the second most in MLB since nineteen hundred. The O's guys scored thirty. See. In a 33 I, when win you get in beat 07. Down, I don't think I ever got, like, beat down in a game. I've lost games, but then just getting smacked around, it's a whole nother feeling. What's after beatdown? Because this isn't even beat. This is, like, worse than a beatdown. Because you know it's over. Like, right. you know when the game is over. Like, I don't, know, when they, I don't know the box scores when they scored the 29 runs, but you know it's over. See, I'm going to cause a fight. Eventually, if it gets down to that degree, I'm going to cause a fight. I'm going to be that angry. Right. If you're going to lose by that much, at least go out kicking and screaming. Interesting note from the NBA. We're going to talk a little NBA Western Conference in just a moment with the Clippers on the verge of a little history. Key's tired of hearing that. The NBA probing a potential bubble violation by the Rockets' Daniel House. That, according to Woj and our Tim McMahon, his status for the remainder of the conference semifinals is in jeopardy. They're looking at a, quote, potential violation of campus protocol. Mm-mm. Take that for what it might be. I'm sure some of you are inferring something. Man, I, I just hope that he was just <laughs> picking up some... Chick-fil-A or something, man. I, you know. He missed game three Operative of the series. Word. Operative to, word. <laughs> due to quote-unquote personal <laughs> so stupid, reasons. <laughs> what? And they're going to play tonight at 7 Eastern. He is listed out for tonight. He is indefinite out tonight. I'm fried chicken, against man. Against yeah, Some thighs, legs, yeah. No, the chicken nuggets, man, with the sauce. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, man. But I, I don't know. What? Oh, gosh. He didn't sneak out of the bubble on Sunday because he can't get Chick-fil-A on Sunday. So we can at least rule that out. Right? We gotta figure- <laughs> See, thank you, Zubin. we got to figure you, out NBA investigation. You're welcome. All right, so on the other side, we got Keys Lakers tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. The early tip. we got to get out there in L.A. got to get fight that traffic and get home to watch the Lakers Man. early today. Oof. Clippers, though, they're up 3-1. Big win over the Nuggets uh, last night. We had mentioned this. This is the 50th year of Clippers basketball. They have never made the Western Conference Finals never in their history. Not the NBA Finals, Key. You the got, Western Conference Finals. If you okay, that's enough. Cl- if that's you guys all- can't see this, Key had the biggest like grin, like annoying grin on his face, and smile well, so when you were making that. Comment. As they say, that's our Clipper story. Move on to the next. So it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So let's move on. A reminder: we're presented by Progressive Insurance, cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. When you see the performance of Kawhi Leonard, another great performance. When you see what. Paul George has been doing. When you see what LeBron has been doing, there is a, it's almost a given, right, that Giannis is going to win uh, the MVP, right? It's a given. But you want to mention that maybe, just maybe, you are knocking on the door of maybe saying... Oh, oh, because Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers are knocking on the door of a world championship. And if you didn't see the red Terminator eyes last night, <laughs> you need to start focusing on it because he's just been a machine. He's been a machine. He's making a case for the bubble MVP. I mean, look, LeBron James in that conversation, Jimmy Butler in that conversation, a lot of big-time players. But Kawhi Leonard, with all the talk that happened throughout the bubble about Lou Will, you know, doing things outside extracurricular activities, mental health, playoff P, Montrez Harrell losing his grandmother, coming back to the bubble. He's just been the sustainability of excellence. 
of excellence. Last night, he had 30 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 assists, a couple of blocks. I mean, 9 assists. For, he just he does everything on this team each and every night. And by the way, he guards the other team's best player. So what you're saying essentially is when the NBA plays its most important games, the postseason, to, to try to crown its 74th champion. By the way, the champion's going to play 11 months. If you take into the gap, 11 months to crown a champion. But hey, it'll be worth it for somebody, especially if the Clippers get there first. You're saying those postseason games should be lumped in with the regular season to decide the MVP? It's too important to ignore? I, I, I'm just, I, I hate regular season awards. Like and I know fans and players appreciate it. They all oh, it's great, but we never. When do we ever value the regular season? We only value it when it comes to seeding. We don't value it. It actually gets used against you. Look, look for Giannis. Your regular season MVP doesn't win anything in the playoffs. Like why just not count everything? Because if we're counting everything right now, LeBron James is by far the MVP of this year. By far the MVP of this year. I, I want to say this, even though we all know this. Man, Kawhi, really, 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 good. Yeah, man, man. that dude is ridiculous. Like, it, it's, you know, you you watch all this sports, but when you start really paying attention, attention, like, this is all I got is focus in on the Clippers and what they're doing and Kawhi Leonard and what he's doing. You look back and you go, this dude, don't, he just doesn't get enough credit as one of those top all-time dudes. And I'll say this, Key, that's why I said it yesterday. Like, he's just... If they win a world championship and they have to go through LeBron James, you know that's going to be a matchup that he's going to take. If there's one player that LeBron James has trouble against, it's Kawhi Leonard. And when you talk about the the awards in the regular season, rookie of the year, comeback player of the year, those sort of things, yeah. But MVP should push over into the playoffs. Because essentially, everybody that's in the playoffs, are, for the most part, is up for the MVP. Nobody's outside the playoffs or getting an MVP. So why not just push it into the playoffs? Why ignore it when the stakes are the highest? It doesn't make any hmm. common sense. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. On the way, the biggest question for the Chiefs answered by our expert. Any sign of complacency from the world champs? And the biggest question for their opponent tonight. Put how, you on the clock, uh, <laughs> Jay Will. How in the world do you tick, replace... Tick, 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 tick. DeAndre Hopkins. Tick, 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 tick. We'll talk about it next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you play this sport, the best thing about it is you get to start over every single year. No matter if you won the Super Bowl the last year, you get a clean slate. There's one goal and one goal only. Bring a championship to this city. I know that I said a high Touchdown, Houston! That's just in my DNA. I wrote it in my DNA. Touchdown! 
protect the muscle. I landed on a high note. I just heard Key say, man, I miss football. Just watching that, Ooh. looking at that, it just brings some chills, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, no, it really does. When you, you know, you play, it's like, I've been retired for a long time, but every time the beginning of the season, training mm-hmm. camp and the beginning of the season starts, you kind of just like, oh man, I want to be in that moment. I want, I want to be in that moment where I got, I have Deshaun Watson handing the football off to me with a pass, or Patrick Mahomes moving around and finding me open in a lane and hitting mm-hmm. me in stride. Like it's, you know, it's Ooh. just one of them things. We say, man, I wish I had that right now. Man, I never did it, but watching you sometimes go into truck mode, just <laughs> stiff arm the hell out of somebody, boy, that gets me pumped. It's up. fun, no doubt. It is fun, Woo. no doubt. And be able to talk that smack. Mm. You still talking. I will use another word, but we on air, you know. (laughs) You're still talking. Don't worry. It's too early for that. Weekend starts today with the Chiefs and the Texans. Tonight, 820 Eastern. The weekend starts today. Brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Let's go inside both organizations. Adam Teicher is our ESPN Chiefs reporter. He's covered the team for almost 30 years. So the first things first, Adam, for you, the rich get richer. They win the Super Bowl, and then everybody lauds their first-round pick, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the rookie out of LSU. What kind of impact can he make from the jump? Edwards-Alaire was a starter from the first snap of camp, and he seemed to be a really nice fit into the Chiefs' offense. He particularly showed off his skills as a receiver. He runs good routes, has good hands, certainly makes people miss in the open field. So it's going to be difficult for opponents to match up with him. And another thing we know with regard to the game tonight against the Texans, the stage won't be too big for him. He played in the college football playoffs and the national championship game last year for LSU. What should we expect from the Chiefs early in the season? This is Andy Reid's eighth season with the Chiefs. And in the first seven, the Chiefs went 9-0 and once, 5-0 and twice, 4-0 and once. And that's not a coincidence. They just get in great work during camp every year, and it shows. The Chiefs are averaging 40 points a game over their last three season openers. And this year, camp looked no different than the others in terms of what the Chiefs accomplished. So I'm expecting a fast start. It's not 9-0 and or 5-0 and or 4-0 and or even 1-0 and this year. It won't be because they wasted time in training camp. Wow. Adam, are there any signs or concerns of complacency with the Chiefs? Not that I can tell. Certainly they enjoyed some of the spoils of victory, like the ring ceremony they held last week, but otherwise they seem to have moved on. Their leaders are Pat Mahomes and Tyron Matthew, and they seem as dialed in as ever. There's a strong sense among the Chiefs that I've spoken with that they're capable of turning this into something truly special in terms of winning multiple titles rather than just one. But there's also an awareness they're going to have to work for that. Very interesting. That is from Adam Teicher, who has covered the Chiefs, as I mentioned, for about three decades. Much more NFL talk on the Shell Pennzoil performance line with Lou Riddick from Monday Night Football coming up at 7.30 Eastern. Okay, fellas, so we mentioned it. They waited 50 years to hang that second flag at Arrowhead. Now they're looking for two in as many years. Jay, when you think about it, in the offseason, they lacked Locked up Patrick Mahomes. They locked up Chris Jones, really underrated defensive Travis player. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Andy Reid and their 42-year-old whiz kid GM, Brett Veach, all get extensions. So Stephen A. and others have said there's got to be multiple Super Bowls in Patrick Mahomes' future to make this deal worth it. Fair or not? Fair. I mean, it, it, it's fair when you think about one of the most gifted quarterbacks that we've ever seen and think about the personnel that he has around him, Key. 
I mean, Andy Reid, the way he's led this team, the offensive scheme that he's put around this team, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, seeing what he was able to do at LSU, he might be the one questionable factor, even though you know his resume speaks for itself just because he's a rookie, but all the other pieces match up. Yeah, yeah, look, man, this whole, it's cute, it's sexy to talk about, right? It's, oh, they got Patrick Mahomes and their offense and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and their defense has gotten better and they went out and drafted some people for the secondary and they signed this guy. And that. You know how hard it is to win a damn Super Bowl? To, to think that because they went to an AFC championship game and they lost and then they go back and they win a Super Bowl, that all of a sudden they just getting ready to just run them in the ground. Those other teams in the NFL are not sleepwalking. You know, there's a team that's called the Oakland Raiders that's getting better. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, or better yet, the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders, Raiders yeah. <laughs> it, within their division. Sure. There's another team in Buffalo that's Jason. getting better. There's another team in New England. There's another team in Pittsburgh that just got their quarterback back in Ben Roethlisberger. So there's a team in Baltimore with the MVP, by the way, who's only going to get better, and then there's a host of other teams in the NFC. I get it. I understand what Stephen A. says. I understand Dan Orlowski said, I think he said so six wait, wait, wait. championships in 10 years. No, that, well, that's you, crazy. You, you that's gotta, absurd. You got to just let it play out. Don't, because it takes a lot, right? It took no. Jimmy Garoppolo to miss Sanders deep in the middle of the field for Kansas City to win that game. That's right, fourth quarter. For if he hits him, and the Mahomes it pass. might be a different ball game. Great point. But they're always up 21. They're up 21. They're down. 24 to nothing against the Houston Texans, and they win. They come from behind. But what if Houston, instead of kicking that field goal, they go for it and score, and it's 28 nothing? Ball game changes the way you do things. And I'm not saying but, Kansas City's not a good football team, and they're, they're, they're still picked for me for them to go to the Super Bowl and possibly win it. But I don't want to start saying this dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. Let them get another one before we go there. I, I hear you. So who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? I'm probably picking the Chiefs, right? I'm probably nah, okay, not so, necessarily. I'm uh, picking so who are you to, picking? I'm picking them to go. I haven't picked the winner yet. Okay, so uh, all I'm yet. saying, Zubins, we sit here, we hear about all this talk about all these other teams. I understand that a team is a couple of plays away from potentially losing, but that's that's luck in any dynasty. That's any dynasty we've ever seen. Think about LeBron James. LeBron James doesn't win unless Ray Allen makes a three-point shot, right? There's a, there's a lot of different factors. But, that but Miami, Miami's not a dynasty, though. That well, wasn't Miami, a dynasty. That I mean, wasn't, they, they won two championships. They, that wasn't a dynasty. Back. But that's back. not a di- dynasty. Is more than two championships, at least to me. I mean, is dynasty more than two to you? It's more to me. I, I hear you, but right? all I'm saying there's always an element of luck. A, so a dynasty I, I is the you. New England Patriots, the, the San Francisco 49ers of the early '90s, the the Cowboys. The Cowboys. That's dynasty. I'm just saying. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was rolling. He hasn't been back to the Super Bowl. Well, because the Drew Brees they, they was rolling. Really, they haven't really surrounded him with weapons no, but to that's do not, so. But that's not what we were saying back then. I don't want to. I don't want to put the car, the cart before the horse in Kansas City's situation. I, that, you're saying that on the outside looking in. If you're looking on the inside out, with all the weapons that you have, looking the way you line up against the rest of the NFL, what will your internal expectations be? Because if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm sitting there saying, it's. I'm not going to say it publicly, but internally, with all the weapons that we have, considering what we did the last year. Yeah, I'm trying to win no, three Jay, and four. Jay, yes, you're going to try to win three and four. You're trying to get as many as you can. My point is, 
those other teams are not going away. Well, you got to take care that. of your business. Everybody's saying they're a dynasty. Oh, this team's going to win. I didn't win. say they were Ex- a dynasty. No, but NFL experts okay. are saying that. Because I feel like you're talking to me like I am one of those experts, and I'm not saying that, Keith. Our guy Stephen A. says that they need to win multiple championships or they're going to win multiple championships. You just hear it a lot. I'm like, I love Andy Reid. I love Patrick Mahomes. But I also understand how hard it is to win one. One. Think about this. The reverse is also true. Think back to the previous AFC championship game, not the one they had over the Titans, the one they lost to the Pats. If there wasn't an offside call, maybe yeah. they go to back-to-back yeah. Super Bowls. If, 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 the other way. if wasn't a fifth, we'd all be you-know-what. <laughs> yes, we are. Another word you can't say early this morning, by the way. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were here, presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll get the Texans side of this in just a second, but I want to mention something that's really important, and this is to Jay's point, and really to Key's point about how difficult it is. Remember, for 30 years, 12 teams had made the NFL playoffs. Six in the AFC, six in the NFC, from 1990 to essentially this past season. This year, guys, fellas, remember, there's been so much that's happened in the world that (laughs) this is not top of mind. This year, 14 teams are making the NFL playoffs. Mm. So you're going to get another extra team in the AFC. You're going to get another extra team in the NFC. That means... Circling for those of you watching this morning. Circling. That's just for you, birthday boy. I'm just making sure you get that. So we got two extra teams making the playoff field key. This is important because in the old days, in the previous format, the top two teams would get a bye. Yes. Right? So last year, remember, the Chiefs were the two seed, so they got a bye. Under this format, they would have actually had to play a wild card game. So every little thing matters. Only the top seed gets a bye. And most people believe that the Chiefs will get it, but that's an important factor as well. The the road is not going to be as easy as it used to be. Plus the COVID factor. We don't know how that could potentially affect the team as well. Well, there's a lot that that goes into, as we all know, getting to a championship. I just want to slow it down with those expectations that all of a sudden they're just going to run wild on the NFL because they signed all their players and they're all under contract. It's just, it doesn't work like that. And I don't know how many times I got to say that. No, I think the only reason I brought up the COVID factor is, you know, based upon what happens if a team like Kansas city or any team actually has an outbreak. Yeah. And they miss a couple of weeks. Nobody knows the answer. Like, that, that, that's the problem. Well, all right? of a so sudden, sudden, a team doesn't get to the playoffs because yeah. they, they're too far behind in the race. Like, that's feasible this year in 2020. No Patrick Mahomes or something. You know, all of a sudden, something happens in the quarterback room. Now what? Right. Now it's Matt Moore. Then we're going to have to uh, change your oh, Super geez. Bowl prediction. <laughs> <laughs> that changes expectations quickly. Just a little bit. On mm. the other side, there's a huge expectations this year for the Houston Texans as well. You know the money that Deshaun signed for. Deshaun Watson, $111 million guaranteed. Sarah Barshop covers the Texans 24-7, 365 for ESPN. Good morning, Sarah. What are the Texans saying about starting the season right back at the very place they blew that 24 nothing lead in the divisional round? Earlier in the week, I asked Deshaun Watson what he thought when he saw the schedule come out in May. And he said, this is the best opportunity we could have to start the season off in 2020. So we're very excited. And when we saw that, we knew we had to put extra work in. You know, it's not like they're going back and they're worried about making up for last time. They know they can't control the past or anything like that. But this is starting the season off on the right note. And he also pointed to that game during the regular season when they played in October and they won. He said, we can't forget about that. All week, Texas players and coaches have talked about how they've looked at film not just from the two games last year, but the two they played before that, including a preseason game. So these two teams are very familiar. But it did stick out to me how Watson said that we see this as an opportunity and not going to see ghosts of last year. 
Sarah, how will the Texans replace the production of DeAndre Hopkins? When the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins, they knew they couldn't find one player to replace the production. But they did bring in Brandon Cooks, and to me that shows that they're relying on kind of how they're going to build their offense this year. Cooks goes with Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, and offensive coordinator Tim Kelly was talking about how now the Texans all game are going to be stressing the defense vertically. He was saying that there's always a chance for a big play now. And that goes into how Deshaun Watson excels. He's a really great downfield passer. This should make him even better. That's Sarah Barshop on the Houston Texans beat. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips Haircuts. All stylish are clean, certified, and guys smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. So yesterday... Y'all want to get him a Super Bowl win, too? Well, yesterday, I confidently... Their dynasty? I, uh, I confidently said... You're relentless. Bill O'Brien's won four divisions in five years, and as soon as I finished saying that, he just swatted that down right away. So what are the expectations for Bill O'Brien here? He seems like he's he's always on the hot seat. He Look, always seems you, you, he's got to do better than he did last year, obviously, <laughs> right? They, they, Which means they, they need to win a division, they need to advance somewhere in the playoffs, and then I'm okay, but better. They have to be a better... Football team, not this blowing leads, not struggling to get victories, having Deshaun Watson have to whirly bird out of a, a sack and Hail Mary pass to, to win the game. No, consistency, smooth consistency across the board. Because when you look at this team and you go down the list of potential uh, uh, hot teams or good teams in the AFC, they're somewhere in that, for me, with Deshaun and even with DeAndre Hopkins, if they had him, they're somewhere in that six to eight range. Wow. So, because when you look at it, Z, you got Kansas City, you know, Pittsburgh is getting Big Ben back. Right. Mike Tomlin's a hell of a football coach. You know, there's a dude up the road in Baltimore yeah. that is the MVP. Unanimous. You know, and pretty good, right? It's, it's not you, you got him. Buffalo. Another team up the road, they're not going away. They're only getting better. That defense is solid and sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else am I missing? Cam in the Pats. Would you put him yeah, up there? Cam. Cam in the Pats because the guy on the sideline with the cutoff sleeves, he's still there. <laughs> he is still there. And he's got, a lot, he's got a lot of rings, and he knows what to do. And he's beaten Houston many times. Oh, yeah. And, and so when you start looking at some of this, the Raiders aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're getting better. They're, they're getting talent. So it's like, you know, Tennessee's not all of a sudden just going to disappear. They're in the AFC title game. Exactly. exactly. So that's my whole point. So when you start to look at Houston, we love Deshaun, but what really is Bill O'Brien? What is he? Key? You know, I'm obviously Jay, not as in football, inside football as Keyshawn is. I'm no, talking about are. this as a no, fan. Right? But I watch a lot of, a lot of individuals, and I, I start thinking, well, okay, are you cut to be – an incredible head coach and a GM at the same time, right? Like I think Bill O'Brien is a really good coach. Is he a great GM? I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins, that, that, that thing kind of concerned me. And it, it was the way it went down that concerned me. There are also other moves that he's made before that concerned me about the personnel of the team. It's like Andy Reid, you know, when he was both in Philly, I was like, ah, as a head coach, I like it, right? So I, I think that's questionable for this team with the options that they have. Brandon Cooks now is injured. Right, You have Randall Cobb. You have David Johnson. I know the question is, is he healthy? If he's healthy, maybe he can get back to what he was a couple of years ago. But I really think that losing a huge target, a guy like Hopkins that caught 104 catches last year, 
your biggest target. I think that they, hurts Deshaun Watson long-term right now. You know, I understand what you're saying about wearing the dual hat situation. As a coach, general manager, sometimes it looks weird. and it, it doesn't always work out. In this situation, I think Bill O'Brien, because a fan favorite, a DeAndre Hopkins, a, a guy who we admire and we look at, was moved to Arizona. So the first thing people say is he doesn't know what he's doing. He gave up multiple picks for Larry Tunsil. Yes, he needs a left tackle to protect his quarterback that he just paid money to. That is what you have to have in this league. And when you look at DeAndre Hopkins moving, you say, well, he got Brandon Cooks, who's always injured, in and out of the lineup, and they got a throwaway running back that was injured. You factor in the money in that. He didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins because he feels like with Will Fuller, with Kenny Stills, along with Brandon Cooks, the vertical stretch game for DeAndre Hop- I mean for uh, Deshaun Watson will be there. And they can run the ball and slow things down from that perspective and play defense. So I kind of understand how he's trying to build the team. But his problem be- <laughs> is he's got to win. Yes. He's got he's to win. That's his, pro- his biggest problem is he's got to win. As far as his personnel moves, I, you know, letting Jadavion Clowney go and things like that, I'm not, I'm not against any of that. You breaking down all those moves. Do you like those moves, though? I do. You like those moves. I do. The left tackle is vital and important. If I'm drafting and I got a franchise quarterback that either I'm going up against or I need to protect, I'm getting a left tackle or I'm going to get that dude on the end to go get that quarterback that I'm going up against. Those two positions when you're drafted, that left tackle, that defensive pass rusher that can go get the quarterback, or that Jalen Ramsey that can shut down the receiver – they're high on my board. High, I mean, like right there at the top. Because so, it's important to have a left tackle. Every team that got a top quarterback, the first thing they want to do is make sure that left tackle spot is taken care of if he's a right-hand quarterback or that right tackle spot if he's a left-hand quarterback, and with period. All, and with all that being said, we just also named five or six teams that we think they're going to be behind. Well, so that, I just they, say they, how you they're, reset they're behind. They're going to be behind them teams because them teams – Maybe better. Now, remember, he just took over this dual role a couple years ago when Rick Smith yes. had to take take a step back, who helped build this team and this roster, who did a terrific job at drafted players. He had to take a step back because he had some family stuff that he had to deal with. When you look at that, you go, okay, the only thing they could turn to was Bill O'Brien running the organization. And he's done, and look, man, he's done okay as far as I'm concerned with players. I mean, he's done fine. Now, whatever him and DeAndre Hopkins had going on, that's personal. I ain't got nothing to do with that. And Bill O'Brien has openly said, if you want me to pay Deshaun what we eventually had to pay him and then pay Tensel what we had to pay him, I just don't have any money left for DeAndre Hopkins. We should also mention Which is a lie, too. I love when I hear I love when I hear teams say, we don't have enough but money. Look, until see, we do. See, which is also a lie, by the way, because you can pay who the hell you want to pay when you want to pay Thank him. Thank you, Keith. Just look at Les Snead. And the Rams. They pay somebody every year. Two or three people. Right. Aaron Donald. Everybody, everybody gets a car. Jared Goff. Everybody. You want to get paid, go to the Rams. Let me ask you this, though. If I'm looking at it from a fan perspective, Deshaun Watson just got the second highest guarantee in the history of the NFL at $111 million. The only guy in front of him is the guy he'll see tonight, Patrick Mahomes. So if I'm paying somebody 111 mil guaranteed, I'm not putting this on Deshaun, by the way, but to your point, if I'm paying somebody 111 mil don't we got to be better than like the six best yes. in the AFC? Yes. Well, there's also some guys in the AFC at their quarterback spot that's pretty damn good. No doubt. And, no doubt. and so, you you know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Ben Roethlisberger got a couple Super Bowl rings too. That he does. And when he's healthy, 
he's something special. So there's guys that, that I look at and I say, you know, a slightly better surrounding cast, maybe a better coach in situations. So he gets pushed down because of that. You know, there is it's a not qu- him individually. Now. No, I've never blamed him. It's, yeah. the, it's the team. There, there is a quarterback in the NFC East that is watching all this saying, thank you for paying Deshaun Watson that type of money. And that is Dak Prescott. Man, Dak Prescott going to get his money. I'm just, I'm just saying. He gonna get his I mean, money. it sets the table pretty well for him considering all the weapons they have He's and what they can do. He's going to get paid. He's going to get absolutely He's going to get paid. This is the upset of the hour. This is uh, the opening day of the NFL season, and we didn't utter Dak's word till almost an hour into the show. Can Look you believe at that. It? <laughs> America's team. We waited an hour into the show. We well, gonna... he's not as good as the Philadelphia quarterback, so. Uh, oh, you I, are I... really lost in this battle with Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> we got to work through it. Uh, Wentz and health is not exactly Key's favorite subject to discuss. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Starting tonight, Chiefs, yeah, Texans. Did you hear him? The receivers of the Eagles are better. Man, I don't want to talk about it. We're, we're going to have a whole segment dedicated for that. I know what Jay wants to talk about. Yeah, if LeBron ends up beating Kawhi in the Western Conference Finals, no big deal. But if Kawhi beats LeBron, Uh-oh. look out. We'll talk about it. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.